0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Aaron here. Just wanted to intro the episode real quick and then we'll get started right away. This is going to be a shorter episode than a lot of our previous ones. We're just going to do our own unique tribute to um, the late, great Rowdy Roddy Piper in light of his recent passing last Friday. We're going to give a unique take on it instead of kind of giving, you know, a eulogy or an obituary of sorts. So look forward to that here coming up in one sec. Remember, as always, check us out um, for our new episodes on our social media, which you'll hear shouts out for that at the end in the outro music. We're also um, on iTunes. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. As well as being featured on WrestlingOpinion.com. And you can follow Bryant and his crew at WrestlingOpins, O-P-I-N-S, on Twitter. So let's get to episode 31, a tribute to the late, great, Rowdy Roddy Piper. All right, folks, episode 31 of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Aaron here. I'm with two of my co-hosts tonight. First, our resident film expert, 2 Uh Just got back from the movies, like always. First of all, what did you see and how was it?
1: I uh, just checked out that Dragon Ball Z um, Resurrection F movie. Uh, solid Dragon Ball Z fan movie. The dubbing was good. Very enjoyable.
0: That's awesome. So. They don't have that yeah. at a, a lot of the theaters around here, so it's cool that you guys got that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's only in theaters limited for this whole week. Um, actually, the theater that I went to was only showing it today and tomorrow. Um, uh, but um, as they did with the
0: last release last year, if they get enough participation, then they kind of try to extend it. But yeah, you know, the
1: true fans made their way to go see it. It was definitely packed and sold uh, and I thought it was a good.
0: So. Oh, that's fun, man. Uh, then we also have the good doctor, Dr. M in the house. Uh, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. Um, we definitely had some more mild weather in the Midwest this week, so I've been chilling out on the hammock today a little bit. It was kind of nice. There you go. Yeah, it's not scalding hot out. I'm I'm fully prepared for the scalding heat to come back here at the end of August, but right now we're chilling, man. Um Unfortunate news, as it seems to be a theme lately between the American Dream passing, you know, back in, I guess that was maybe late June or early July, I can't really remember, and then we had the whole Hogan incident. Seems like we're always recording about unpleasantness. And last Friday brought the news of the unfortunate passing of Roderick Toombs, a.k.a. Rowdy Roddy Piper at the age of 61, passed away from uh, what was, what's been, um, reported as a heart attack in his sleep so sounds like he didn't suffer which is you know a good thing hopefully you know it's the way you'd want to go I guess you don't want to suffer when you pass but you know we could sit here and eulogize the hot rod but what we thought we'd do instead talk about some of our favorite qualities of Rowdy Roddy Piper as a performer and um, qualities that we think he had that we wish more of today's current talent did have. We might make some connections between things that he did well that current talents do well or do similarly. Um, I'll go ahead and get it started if you guys are okay with, with me kicking it off. I said on the, the open of the last episode that we were going to be recording about Piper and you know what a great career he had. And I threw it out there, and I I still believe this to be true today, that I think if you look back at his heyday, specifically in the 80s and the early 90s, that the Hot Rod, in my opinion, was the greatest heel of all time. And I'll tell you why I think that. He wasn't afraid to get heat. You know, back in the day, sometimes you had to fight your way back from the ring, especially if you made the crowd angry enough. Uh, Ric Flair has some really great stories about that. In his book, and there's been stories about that in some of the speeches he's given at Hall of Fame or whatever. But Roddy Piper would just, he wouldn't be afraid to incite the crowd and tell it like it was. And I wish that more of today's current heels had that um, capacity. You know, like for example, I think Kevin Owens is a tremendous heel, but like his ring gear is probably the coolest ring gear in wrestling right now. Like the KO shirts are tight. Heel, heels shouldn't look cool. Heels shouldn't feel cool. Like, that would be my one criticism against him as a heel. Or you look at The Miz on Miz TV on Raw this week. He starts out by cutting a promo, giving props to Roddy Piper. And, like, I'm all for giving respect, especially when someone passes. But I don't know. I think it would have been cool to have him kind of run down Piper's pit a little bit and saying that his talk show was the greatest of all time. And I don't think that would have been in bad taste because that's The Miz character, not Mike Mizanin saying that. Um, Can you guys think of any heels today that are true heels through and through? Like, is Seth Rollins the only one? Yeah, I think... uh,
2: I mean, we can certainly make an argument for Seth. Um, I think the problem with him, though, is that because he's so talented, you know, those hardcore wrestling fans, they still cheer him. Like, we... I think we all noticed from from Raw this past Monday during that opening promo, he was getting quite a few cheers, even when he was talking about him him breaking Cena's nose and you know really trying to sell that as a heel tactic. People were cheering him, and uh, and I, in some sense, that's not Rollins' fault. I think that was
0: it's uh, Cena's fault for not being a, an over enough babyface, you know, regardless yeah. how much merch he sells. But I see, I definitely agree with your point.
2: Yeah. And that was a legit heel crowd on Raw on Monday too. So, oh yes, uh, so Seth could only do so much, but uh, I mean, I think Seth is is definitely trying to be that heel for sure.
0: Sure. Uh, two James, what do you think about that? Are there any any Piper like heels left in wrestling anymore?
1: I don't. I don't think so. Um, even Kevin Owens is starting to become a little bit lighter to me um, on the heel level, but.
0: I don't think so. You know what's funny? I they had a Kevin Owens promo on NXT tonight. I'm I know Doctor M didn't see it. And I'm guessing you didn't see NXT because you're at the movies. But they did a interview segments um, pre recorded with Kevin Owens and the one with Finn Balor. And there's another example of him. You know, he had like this whole conspiracy theory that William Regal wanted him to not win the NXT title again. And he said, "What well, we should do." is put the belt up above the ring and have a ladder match so that no crooked ref can, you know, screw me over or whatever. And it's like, that's kind of a baby face thing to do to suggest a ladder match. Like, most heels are supposed to act cowardly and not want to be a part of something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just those little things. And you're going, taking it back to Roddy Piper, you know, if you look specifically at WrestleMania 1 and 2, like, he was just... He's running down the most popular wrestler at the time, and Hogan, and the, one of the more popular celebrities of the time, and Mr. T, and just like saying all sorts of hateful stuff at him, and like, yeah. and it, even when he wasn't involved in the feud itself, you know, you look at WrestleMania three, and the Hogan and Andre match originated on Piper stirring the pot on Piper's Pit, and getting Andre, to, you know, on, that's where Andre, I believe. Ripped the crucifix necklace off of Hogan and turned heel on him. Um, so just stuff like that, where he could incite, you know, his feuds or incite the feuds of others and make everybody around him better. That was a quality I admired about him too. Um, I'm gonna throw it to you next, to James. What is a a quality of the late great Roddy Piper that you wished more current talent possessed or exhibited? I know, really, to be honest, like the thing about this topic, I really didn't
2: have much time to to think about it upon coming home, but I think one of the biggest things that stuck out to me
1: about Roddy Piper is the fact that I just almost wasn't sure. Like, he was was so much always in character, I feel like maybe besides the Ultimate Warrior, he was the only other person that was Roddy Piper 24-7 because any promo that he had, just felt like I wasn't sure was I watching a wrestling program or was it just real life on a late night show or something like that.
0: Like, yeah. Like,
1: um, I don't know. It, 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 nothing was scripted Scripted about him at all. You could tell it flowed naturally. Um, he took chances. And uh, maybe that's just ironic because, you know, the WWE took chances on him. But, um... He just felt like natural born talker. Um, the difference between him and maybe a Ric Flair is because Ric Flair, you can tell he's holding back who he truly is in this in in some of his promos. Roddy just felt like it was just completely him.
0: That's an and, um, that's an excellent point.
1: I I think what solidified this for me as well is watching Legends House. Mm-hmm. Was that even though when he kind of like talked about his struggles in life, it felt like a promo. And I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I want to take this serious because he seems genuine as I was, you know, it's all ever, but it just really felt like a promo. And I just was for like, he's just a natural talker. And natural is just like an understatement. Like, he's just a born talker to bless anybody around him in his presence with his charisma and he's he's good
0: with words. And it just it sucked you in. So that's that's an um, excellent point, man. Like it, I think a good part of it is that he he really just extended who he was. He wasn't trying, like you said, to play this amped up character. You know that was pretty much Roddy through and through. You know Bray Wyatt's awesome, but like that's very different. You know the character he presents than Wyndham Rotunda, the, the actual guy. You know, yeah. outside the ring, whereas like like you said, Roddy, like he's just so entertaining, twenty four seven. Are there? Can you think of a person in today's group of talent that's like that? Where like they're just that magnetic. Like I, I think like the Rock is someone like that, but he's not really current.
1: Ooh, I mean, by no means I want this to be bonded as a parallel, but uh, another person that I feel like. It's very uh, gravitational about who they are and who they portray to be in the ring, out the ring and actually as you can see on social networks how they portray themselves to be might have to be Big Big E He's uh, with The New Day, how they're just pretty much goofballs all day and actually seeing them on Instagram and stuff like that act the same way and I'm just like okay, you guys are getting Pulled over right now, God, You guys are still acting up. <laughs>
2: like,
1: do, y'all, do y'all have any chill at all? You know, like, and I would have said probably Kofi, but Kofi really looked scared at the point. <laughs> so I was just like, and Big E is still cutting jokes. I'm just like, you guys are, you guys are funny. But
0: he, um, he definitely more dialed in than he ever has been. I've I like Big E more than I ever have currently. Yeah, and that's a compliment to him. He's doing an excellent job.
1: But. I think I think in a sense that it's easier for people to be like that kind of because of the fact that social networks is so much uh, attainable and accessible to the public and stuff like that that we do get to you know living their life a little bit so you do kind of see like who this every character personality is and who they are in real life and not everybody's the same because like Paige is totally different to me. Uh, like Paige in the ring, is seems a little bit more, uh, more like a fireball, a lot of energy. But in her private life, she just looks like she's a regular lover. You know, you have a boyfriend, just like to do outrageous, not outrageous, outgoing uh, activities and like to sightsee. So it seems like she's a little bit more chill in real life. This. Than how her character portrays in the ring
0: because she's yelling and commanding attention from the crowd. So it's interesting you bring her up because like her in the ring compared to her on Total Divas compared to her completely out of character on the Stone Cold podcast this week. That was (laughs) that was a whole nother side too. She um, she definitely came across like I I totally respect her journey to the WWE and you know the amount of time she's put in at such a young age. But she came across so immature and kind of annoying on that podcast. Like my wife and I were having a hard time getting through it. I watched it all, but I didn't enjoy it very much.
1: I was going to say not to, not to take away from the doctor's point, uh, but yeah, I did not enjoy I did not
0: enjoy that podcast at all. Did you know who that was supposed to be before they booked Paige on it? No, I did. It was supposed to be Hogan. <laughs> that was supposed to be Hogan. She was kind of a replacement later in the game, but um. Doctor, let's jump to you. Um, can you think of anybody like um I think Big E was very unexpected but very um very spot on choice. Um, can you think of anybody like that in today's crop who they're kind of more of a natural extension of themselves and it, it just feels legitimate what they say and what they do in the ring and on the screen?
2: You know what is funny because um I I actually sort of had the new day flash through my mind when you first posed that question um and, and both biggie and to some extent xavier woods um and i wouldn't have said that not that long ago except that i recently started uh watching uh xavier woods's new youtube channel the up up down down series and this is legit he a-
0: posted time. on our facebook a lot lately that's legit
2: yeah um <laughs> i mean the videos on there are absolutely hilarious and you can easily see how organic the new day characters are just based on looking at that video. Um, But another character I was thinking of was Enzo Amore (laughs) because uh, I actually, I I remember an interview he did, I think it was around this past this year's WrestleMania. And I forget who the interview was with, but he was, he was saying that his character is, is in some ways a toned down version of of who he is. Um, and I mean, if you look on Enzo's Instagram, there is some pretty incredible stuff on there. And you can you can tell that the character he portrays on on TV is is him. Like, uh, and so I think that's who would immediately come to mind for me too.
0: That's a great choice. I, I it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with Enzo and Cass because they are not booked in the tag title match in Brooklyn. It's going to be the Vaudevillains getting a rematch. Um, that was announced tonight at NXT Two. They really flashed out the card a lot um, tonight when you guys go back and watch that episode. Those are great choices. Uh, Doctor, I'm going to throw it back to you again. Um, The two of us have kind of named a quality that we respected about the late, great Hot Rod that we wish more talent had today. What would be a quality that he possessed that you wish more of today's talent did?
2: You know, Much like 2 Chainz said, I think nothing about Roddy Piper felt forced. Uh, everything definitely felt natural, and I guess to extend that, one of the things I appreciated about hot rod was that um not not only was he a fantastic talker of course, but his character also showed really well through like just his like body movements in the ring. one of the I think my favorite maybe not my favorite, but one of my favorite matches of Piper was uh, his match against. Goldust at, uh, WrestleMania 12, Mm -hmm. I think it was Mm -hmm. the, uh, Hollywood backlot brawl match. And, um, I mean, that match was (laughs) so dramatic, uh, and, and excellent for a number of reasons, because, you know, in this match, of course, Piper was not the heel for a change. Um, but just told an excellent story, um, you know, fought through adversity against Goldust and, you know, when he was down you, you really felt sort of the match with him. You felt the story with him, um, you know, just through his gestures in the ring, through his facial expressions. And I can't say watching, you know, not just WWE, but any wrestling nowadays that I always sort of feel what the wrestlers are supposedly trying to make me feel as a viewer. And Piper did that perfectly.
0: That's a really a really great point, and I was listening to the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast today, and he made the point. He talked about that same match from WrestleMania 12, and he said the fact that we remember that match on a you know on a show that had the Iron Man match that that really speaks to you know how he as well as Goldust made that match what it was. Um,
1: I was going to say to the Gothas point, uh, it's probably easy to sell when you're just being yourself.
0: Yep yeah true that's an excellent point um do you i i completely agree with you that it's it's very difficult and i don't know if this is just an i you know we've watched so much wrestling you know since we were kids or we're just getting older whatever but it is difficult sometimes to connect on that emotional level with today's talent can i tell you my pick for who i think does do a really good job of that these days and i don't know if she gets enough credit for it is bailey um I'm not going to spoil kind of what happened on NXT tonight, but she has she had called out Charlotte last week because she said, I don't deserve an NXT Women's Championship match until I prove I can beat you. And, dude, watch that match tonight. They were given a lot of time. And then she has kind of a segment with Regal after the match backstage. But she's really making me feel for her on her journey to the women's title uh, in NXT. And I can't say that about a lot of talents today. Like, I'm not I'm not fighting, you know, and having hard emotions for John Cena because he's on a quest to beat Seth Rollins and prove what a real champion is. Like, that's cool. And I'm not really behind The Undertaker trying to avenge his streak against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, even though it was a WrestleMania streak. But I'm very much connecting with the Bayley character right now. I think she's doing a tremendous job. Can you guys think of anybody like that that you – that you connect to on that emotional level and their trials and their tribulations on the screen? Mm-hmm. John Cena. To what extent?
1: Uh, I feel like we, I'm sorry, let me make sure I'm not getting off the topic. You said, is there anybody that we can connect to in a, on an emotional level? Yeah. In the ring? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah, John John Cena, just because of the fact that uh, he's, what, the highest-paid superstar. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, the equivalent to him in the NBA is LeBron James. Sure. But he he travels and does every event. And, you know, when he really does sit out there and says the champ is here and, you know, he says that, you know, he's here for the people, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know. He, I, I sincerely think he means it. Like, there's no question. I don't, that's beyond cutting promos. I mean, he does his Make-A-Wish, uh, which is, you know, something he does out of the kindness of his heart. And, uh, you know, I don't never feel like he feels like he's better than anybody else. He just, he comes to work every day and he does does what he has to do. And he, he, he's tough. He puts his body on the line. And, I, and like, you know, seeing him take take that broken nose and let you know like man like he really cares about the company and i i feel that not so much of his journey into coming to tour because it's a little documentary that was really heartfelt but the fact that he's here and he still has the same ambition and motor is big
0: to me man you are that's, you are the king of unexpected great points tonight that's a that's a really <laughs> great point <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right like i think he definitely commands a respect and um You know that's that's motivating in a way to see somebody that shows up and does their job every day because I think we can all agree that we work with people in our professions that don't show up, and sometimes we have to carry the slack or it affects us negatively. And it's nice to see somebody who really truly cares about what they do and cares about the people that they serve. You know, that being the fans, the Make a Wish kids, whatever. That's a great point, Um, Doctor M. Can you can you think of another example? Because that, that was a really good one that he thought of.
2: Yeah, uh, I think my example is is certainly not to the level um, of John Cena and sort of the points to James made. But I have to say, as of late, I, I really like what uh, WWE is doing with Dean Ambrose in terms of the fact that he's sort of the member of the Shield that is you know holding his own in terms of momentum, but obviously Rollins and, and Reigns are, are kind of taking a lot of the attention right now. But in his matches, I mean, there are points where Ambrose makes you laugh with him. There are points where he takes nasty bumps and you sort of you cringe, you know, like most of the fans in the audience do. Mm-hmm. And like I'm thinking back to uh, his recent match, his latter match with Rollins at uh, whatever pay per view that was. And, I mean, I was admittedly a little gutted when, you know, he and Rollins were at the top of the ladder and they both fell at the same time and Rollins ends up taking the belt at the end. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I think I was gutted because Ambrose did a great job sort of selling in that match and showing how bad he wanted it uh, and really making me as a fan believe that, wow, this guy really deserves it. So, I think out of anybody you know, in addition to Cena in WWE, I think it's worth looking at, at Dean Ambrose
0: too. That's a, that's a great point. Can I, can I tell you what I secretly hope happens at SummerSlam? I really hope because they just announced, I guess on SmackDown last night, that that tag match with the Wyatts versus um, Roman and Ambrose is happening at SummerSlam. I secretly hope that he turns on Roman finally and turns heel. Mm. I think he's such a tremendous baby face, but I think that he could be a far more effective heel. To that oh, same yeah. token, because yeah. that's a guy, he's just, not only does he look a lot like Roddy, Roddy Piper back in his younger days, but he's kind of yeah. got that like that twisted, you're not sure what he's going to do next type of vibe about him. And I feel mm-hmm. like that could play really well into a heel role, especially with the rumors that eventually they're going to turn Rollins' baby face against Triple H. Like, mm-hmm. if we ever do get that shield triple threat, I I think it would work much better if you had... One or maybe even two strong heels, depending on how it ends up turning out. But I think that him and Roman could go into the fall and have a cell match. Even I think that would be incredibly captivating. But that's it's definitely that's just my tang- That's my tangent.
1: It, it's definitely coming because uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. what's his name? all uh, oh, commentary. Uh, Michael Cole always keep talking about. How good friends and buddy-buddy they are. And I just like, oh,
0: shut up. Like, come on now. Like Like,
1: well, are making it so obvious. But you know what? I would be mad if Roman Reigns went heel.
0: I think that would be better, and I don't think they're going to do it. But I agree. I would prefer they did that if they were going to. But I, I base my prediction off the assumption that they weren't turning Roman heel. But it would work so much better. I completely agree with you. Yep. Well – I, I guess I hope that we didn't bum any of the audience out with our tribute to Roddy Piper. We we definitely respect the heck out of him and the qualities that he brought to the business for as long as he did. Like, you think about it, his last WrestleMania match wasn't that long ago. WrestleMania 25, he was in that Legends versus Chris Jericho match. Um, and, you've, you know, you go fast forward even past that, at WrestleMania 30, they did a backstage promo where him – It was the WrestleMania 1 main event. Him and Mr. T shook hands with – or him and uh, Paul Orndorff shook hands with Mr. T and Hogan backstage and kind of buried the hatchet. And I thought that was kind of a cool, unappreciated moment. I think they did that like right before the main event after the streak had been broken. So maybe it got lost in the shuffle, but um, definitely mad props to the Hot Rod. You will be missed and have uh, a really great rest of your afternoon, evening, morning, night, whatever. We'll catch you guys on episode 32 sometime this weekend of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Take care, everybody. This has been another production of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Email us at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.